We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, supported by the City of Lancaster. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at upmc.com slash findadoc. Grief, as described on Wikipedia, is a strong, sometimes overwhelming emotion for people, regardless of whether their sadness stems from the loss of a loved one or from a terminal diagnosis they or someone they love have received. And according to an article published by the Mayo Clinic Health System, the holiday season is especially tougher for those experiencing grief and loss. And today we have my mom, Reverend Sherry Lupton, on The Spark to discuss this. Sherry Mom, what I like to call her, lost her husband, my father, back in 2016 and has since been helping those dealing with grief and loss, especially during the holidays. Sherry Mom has done conferences and does one-on-ones as well as Zoom conversations discussing and helping those with grief and loss. And I'm happy and honored to have, again, my mother, Reverend Sherry Lupton, on The Spark today. Hello, Mom. Hello, Marquise. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Yes, I'm indeed. honored Yo. to be here. Oh, well, uh, the honor is mine. I did not have this on my uh, 2023 bingo card, uh, having my mom <laughs> on The Spark. But nevertheless, I, I love it, and I'm glad that you're here. So let's uh, jump right into it. Um, how does grief manifest during the holiday season? Well, one of the things that they uh, tell us about grief is that we have a choice, that we don't have to keep the traditions up. Mm-hmm. Because how it manifests, it it can take our energy away. Um, we could feel um, lethargic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just don't want to do certain things. But many of us, particularly in my age group, will put on um, that face for the family to mm-hmm. get us through. But uh, inside, we're um, suffering in uh, silence. Mm. Some people will experience um, uh, depression. Some people will experience pain within their body of what they're going through. That's why it's an excellent uh idea for us to talk about what we're um, going through. It's important to have a supportive, trusting community that you feel that you could express yourself Mm -hmm. and identify those things that are going on in um, your body and emotionally and physically also. Now, you said um, putting putting on that face. Why why do folks put on that face? Is it to make other people feel comfortable? What's the reason behind putting on that face, putting on that mask? I think it's a combination, Marquise, uh, in particularly with with my uh, generation and older. We don't want to bring attention to ourselves. Mm. So we will, you know, the upper lip, put the upper lip on, 
keep moving forward by God's grace and mercy, it will be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we just want to be supportive of others. Things are changing, particularly Mm -hmm. in the church, that uh, more people are talking about how they're feeling, identifying and labeling their body. I was in a supermarket the other day, and behind me I heard a lady talking to another lady in another aisle, and she said, how are you doing? And the lady, this was an older lady, she said, I'm not doing good. Her mm-hmm. husband just died. That was that is the f- beginning of anything to identify how you are feeling and admit it to someone that you trust. Mm. And, and and even um, socially, it's it's changing as well, because uh, we've been seeing for years now, people come right online, come right to social media, bear their heart out, um, show some tears to, to, to show that vulnerability. Uh, so um, what are some of the common challenges that individuals face when dealing with grief? One of the common uh, challenges, Marquise, is to be around people because mm-hmm. we tend to want to isolate, to be by ourselves. Um, one of the challenges can be also, particularly with women, uh, is financial. When mm-hmm. you you lose um, your spouse and particularly you lose uh, that other income. So finances can be a challenge, depending on what your role um, within your um, marriage was. Those things can be challenging for you to now take over everything. If you were that person that did everything, so then that would just be the next step. But um, making life decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, is is challenging. Um, deciding if you're going to stay in a home or downsize is uh, challenging. Sometimes, depending on your age, returning back to work um, because you have to is challenging. Or you may be younger and have younger children. That can be challenging. So mm. it's a number of things depending on the individual that is experiencing grief. And I like to say loss also because loss could be uh, a divorce or Mm. other things, um, you know, relationship um, that you are experiencing. But one of the things I like um, that the late uh, Queen Elizabeth II said, grief is the price we pay for love. Mm. Grief is the price we pay for love. And when I saw that quote, I it, it is. It's the price we pay for love because we lost our loved ones. Yeah. Um, now there's there's different kinds and different different levels of uh, of grief. Um, one of them being um, well of of loss. Uh, excuse me. One of them being sudden loss. Uh, sudden loss. How yeah. does how does that differentiate uh, from the other levels of loss? Well, sudden loss is you see the person today and tomorrow they're gone. Mm. Um, versus uh, with my experience was a five year illness. Mm-hmm. So at that for me, I found that I w- had anticipatory grief, um, anticipating the person, even though you were in denial, you know, our, your body generally is numb and um, anticipating the person to 
ultimately uh, die. Mm -hmm. And so the sudden loss is something, you know, uh, a car accident, homicide, um, those type of things um, that you see the person today, they walk out the door and you don't see them anymore. That um, that is extremely challenging Mm -hmm. uh, for the individual. And personally, uh, even though I'm in the church, have a you know faith i will tell people to go to counseling mm-hmm. because sometimes grief can be so overwhelming there um that it it changes everything um it could go to um complicated grief a complicated grief you're going to deal with a lot of um uh illnesses that you could have mm-hmm. uh versus what they may consider the normal grief process but i will definitely recommend people to go to counseling i went to counseling myself i took classes at pathways uh law center right here in mount joy in lancaster county I needed to know what my body was going through. Mm-hmm. I wanted to label it to say, okay, Sherry, you're dealing with depression. How are we going to address this? Mm-hmm. You know, those different things for me. Um, and I found that their support classes were very good, particularly over the holiday. A lot of people deal with loneliness, missing that empty chair mm-hmm. at the table. You know, missing all those memories and um, having different triggers uh, for their new normal, their new normal, which is their uh, new life. And you mentioned um, um, triggers, which which kind of ties in with my next question here. So are there any specific traditions or rituals that you recommend for individuals navigating uh, grief during this holiday season? I personally don't, but the thing is, it says don't be afraid to change whatever tradition that you may have. Mm. Um, If old ones will not be the same, it says perhaps new ones will help. It's okay to tell your family that I can't do that this year or I will not be cooking as I've done Mm. in previous years. It's okay to delegate and give somebody else charge of things that you normally did. Mm. And it's okay. It's almost like giving ourselves permission that it's okay to do it. And many times that's what we have to do. We have to be honest with our loved ones and just say, I can't do it at this time. Mm. And it's okay. I feel like um, we we are telling telling somebody at home uh, that is feeling this way uh, that it's okay to say no this year. It's okay to say no. It is. And uh, let your family know so that they could be supportive of you. Mm. And that timeline, for me, it's been eight years, but it does not feel like eight years. Yeah. Um, what I found out that... Uh, we learn to adjust to grief, but it's always there. I call it the there, there. Mm-hmm. It's always there, you know, um, among us. And so we learn how to adjust in grief. So then how can uh, friends and family members best support someone who is grieving during the holidays? That's a very good question, Marquise. Be present. Mm. Be present. We don't always have to speak. Um, we don't always have to throw scripture at them. Mm-hmm. Just be present. Let them know that you love them and listen to them. 
Uh, what I mean by listening to them, don't correct them. Don't correct their theology. Mm-hmm. Just let them be themselves and be present with a lot of love and support. Now, um, uh, how can those who are grieving uh, right now find a balance between honoring their emotions and participating in these uh, family holiday activities? That's another good question, Marquise. It all depends on the individual. If they are going to go to a family event, uh, they would need to decide for themselves how long they're going to stay. They could stay a couple minutes a couple hours that is their decision mm-hmm. um so the family to inform the family to let them know i will stop by but i will only be there for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. um because they're going to have some triggers it may be sitting around the table it may be that song that the family always played yeah it may be the kid little kids running around or now that the grandchildren are older it may be um uh, your own children the the, the siblings mm-hmm. it could be a number of things but just be honest with your family let them know i will only come for a certain amount of time and then i would need to leave all right and our um final question here before we go to our our break uh for those who have lost a loved one recently what would you uh, uh, tell them? Um, what what approach would, would you uh, suggest for them to take during this holiday season, this being the first time without that loved one? I would tell them to be still and know that he is God. That is from Psalm 4610. Be still, meditate on a uh, particular scripture. That is my background. That's where I come from. I would not have survived if it wasn't um, what I believe my tradition, um, Jesus Christ. And so I rely on scripture, depending on who the individual is, find someone that you could um, trust and uh, ask them to help navigate you through this. For me, it is scripture. For me, it is the church. This is where I get my strength. But all of us come from different backgrounds, so they have to find what is good for them, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen for them. One thing that I learned, too, is that tears are good. Mm. Don't hold back your tears. Don't repress. Allow your tears to flow. Tears can become tears of joy in time, and that's the thing, time. Time will eventually heal all in Mm. time. Are there uh, any support groups or community resources that you recommend uh, for those who are grieving and seeking connection during the holiday season? Yes. I went to um, Pathways Center for Grief and Loss, 4075 Old Harrisburg Pike and Mount Joy. I went there over the holidays. They have support groups. They have a library. They have information that um, you could pick up. And they have counselors there. So all throughout the year, they provide services. Um, They provide uh, bereavement classes. Mm -hmm. I took a bereavement class uh, shortly after your your dad died um, because, like I said before, I needed to know what was going on with my body. Mm -hmm. My body was numb. I couldn't make decisions. Um, 
and I just needed to know that I was okay and what I was experiencing was okay. And I say this to everybody, um, give yourself mercy and grace and Mm -hmm. that it's okay. If you can't do it, it's okay. And that actually ties in with my next question. Uh, How can individuals give themselves permission to feel a range of emotions during this time? I think just by being honest with yourself, being honest with family and friends and loved ones, um, that is the beginning, being honest with yourself, how much you could do and how much you can't do and what is going on with your uh, body. And so one of the things, too, is how to simplify this holiday, how Mm. to make it less stressful for you instead of doing all the things that you did, you've done uh, before. Just be open and honest with people um, to reduce your frustration. And I think that's a start. So what are some of the misconceptions about uh, grief and loss? We've been um, talking about this and and talking about what folks need to do uh, and and how to identify it. But what are some of the misconceptions uh, that people get wrong about grief? I think the misconception is the timeline. Mm. Uh, Some people will say, um, are you still grieving? It's been long enough. Oh, well, um, now that they have their wings, they're with a better, you know, they're uh, in their glorified body. We tend to say those little statements, not recognizing how the person is feeling. So I would definitely not put a timeline on grief and keep your little statements uh, to your to yourself. In time, that person will move through the different grief process, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so the different grief stages and just be present, allow them to be there. There's the bargaining, there's the anger, there's, you know, the denial. Mm -hmm. So just be present with them and not push them along, but just be there and love them. Unconditional love. Mm. And and talking about unconditional love, um, parents, what advice do you have for parents navigating uh, grief while also supporting their children during the holiday season? Yeah. One of the things I know um, for sure is at Pathways, they have uh, classes for siblings. They have classes for spouses. Mm. They have all different types of classes for to meet the needs of the individual. I would suggest that um, that they go to those classes, sit in those support classes. If it's a sibling, sit in those classes. Also, I would suggest going into their library, which is free, and um, getting a book to understand what is going on. Your grief, Marquise, is different from my grief. Mm-hmm. He was my husband versus he was your parent. We are both we both grieved, but differently mm-hmm. how we handled it. So um, just understanding that uh, grief uh, process. Yeah, and and for myself, I knew that um, I ran away from from my own grief for for about a year and, until it um, caught up with me. Uh, so um, how can individuals uh, start start setting uh, milestones for themselves uh, to to navigate through grief? Um, one of the things is setting up a milestone, knowing your body, mm-hmm. knowing who you are, 
allowing your giving yourself uh, grace and mercy. Um, don't set too many uh, goals for you because mm -hmm. you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You have to know yourself. You said that you ran away from it. Avoidance. Many of us do that. Mm -hmm. We avoid a situation. I can be very good at avoidance. So that was one of the things that I did. I, di I was not busy. What I did, I was intentional to get off the many boards uh, that I was on and committees because I wanted to learn how to go through this process mm. and 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 do it um, where I was um, healthy, mm -hmm. uh, a healthy process. So I didn't run from it uh, when it was overwhelming. And it was uh, I cried out to God constantly, mm -hmm. constantly cried out to God. Um, I would even make announcements to God. Here I go again. But I was crying all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we, we have about um, uh, a little bit over a minute left here, uh, left, Mom. So first of all, want to thank you for, for coming in and talking to us uh, about grief and loss. I know that this isn't a easy topic to uh, talk about, but it's a needed topic to d discuss, especially during this holiday season. So looking beyond the holidays, uh, what long-term coping strategies do you suggest for individuals navigating grief and how can they find ongoing support? I would say understand your, your body, understand um, physically your body of any physical, uh, emotional, uh, ailments, understanding it um, spiritually, um, understanding, um, looking at when was the last time you were with family and friends? Do you tend to isolate? Know who you are. Know what you're doing. Um, join a, uh, a community of like-minded people. When I started working out after your dad died, I went in back of the room and I would just cry, but I was still moving my body. Yeah. I was still doing something. I was still taking walks. Um, and so those were little milestones because I recognized that my body was different. So mm -hmm. understand your body and who you are. And now you're lifting 250 pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I want to thank you again for joining us on The Spark and giving us the game on grief and loss. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Marquise. Thank you for having me. And we want to wish you, the listener, a happy and safe holiday as you navigate this holiday season. There's no spark. Next week, there's no spark. Weekly, we'll be back at the top of the new year. You listen to The Spark. Happy New Year. Peace.